Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hello everyone, this is Felicia and I am so excited to be here with Mike and Lindsay McCarthy. They are the authors of The Miracle Morning for it's for kids and family is the technical title, right? For parents and families. For parents and families. Okay. And as our audience knows, we are mildly mildly obsessed with The Miracle Morning and specifically uh, your so, so the Miracle Morning itself is the initial book by Hal, Hal Elrod, and then he has selected different authors to break out different subsets of someone who might be working through a Miracle Morning with different criteria. So your book focuses on how parents can embrace the Miracle Morning. And can I say, it is tricky when you have kids to come up with this beautiful morning routine. It sounds so magnificent. And then your kids just come in like a freight train and take you down. <laughs> and your book, I think, really gives people the permission to have this morning routine within a family structure. So I want to ask, we normally on our podcast lean towards, okay, what's like the conceptual mindset shift of why we're doing something. Um, and so I want to ask you guys, what was the moment? Like, where were you at in your family when you were like, we have to change something and it's going to be our morning time? You want me to take this? One? Go ahead. <laughs> um, so we actually got to hear Hal speak in 2014. We had little kids then. I think Ember was two and Tyler was six. And after we heard him speak about the Miracle Morning, for me anyway, I realized I was kind of using my kids as an excuse not to work on myself. Mm -hmm. And after hearing his story about how he died and he came back to life and he created this morning ritual, I stopped using my kids as an excuse and started using them more as motivation to be my best self for them. And so we kind of committed together to do the miracle morning. And like you said, our kids started interrupting us all the time. And at first my solution was kind of put them in front of the TV and then, you know, trying to get them away from that was not easy. So it actually took my daughter to be like, mommy, I want to do what you're doing for me to have this aha moment. Like, Oh, why don't we invite them? in and teach them personal development stuff we didn't learn until you know our 20s and 30s um why don't we create this new normal in our family where we just wake up and we work on ourselves in the morning as a family together and so that was kind of the shift for me that i was kind of losing myself in young motherhood in the trenches and really wanted to focus on myself mm -hmm. And so I would love for you to 
tell our audience, I think specifically, Lindsay, from your perspective, there's, if you are staying at home uh, with your kids, and it sounds like you were at this point, Mm -hmm. um, or even if, you know, you are working in some capacity, there's this level of, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of my, my work is them. And so it is easy to put yourself secondary. And I love how you said like, okay, my kids were my motivation. But then I know from reading your book that with once you had that time set aside, you found, oh, now I'm doing this for like my, myself. Like, Mm -hmm. so what, what did that look like when you started out with little kids incorporating that routine? Like, how would you bring them, them into that? Yeah. So I think the mindset shift for me was realizing that I couldn't give from an empty cup. So I really needed to focus on filling my cup up first so that I could be supportive of my husband and I could be the mother I wanted to be to my kids. So I think that was the mindset shift. And then practically like bringing them in, um, you know, it was doing little mindfulness tricks with them, like teaching them what meditation is and actually sitting with them and doing it alongside of them. Um, you know, our, our daughter, she was two at the time. So I gave her like a coloring book and that was her like scribing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was sitting right next to her doing my journaling and she couldn't read at the time either. So, um, I would read books with them, but I really tried to focus on reading something that would not just fill them up, but would fill me up too. Mm -hmm. Um, we would exercise together, you know, I'd put my daughter in the stroller and we'd go for a run or we would do a yoga class together. So Mm -hmm. at the beginning, it really was doing it alongside them with them. And now, you know, they're nine and 13. So they're pretty independent with it. But I'm going to put a bookmark there because for everyone listening saying, well, how are they independent? Like you have a whole system set up for the kids to be able to, to have this morning time. I, I do want to ask, and maybe this is a question for Mike as well, or you both within your dynamic. Um, a lot of women struggle with taking that time. They either don't have the support or they're scared to ask for the support of a spouse or you know support people in their lives do you guys have advice for that conversation within like relationships sure I mean I think there's another aspect to that which is sometimes they're also too proud to 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 believe or think that they should deserve the help or the support or the time for themselves. And they want to take it all on themselves as, and do the mom um, duty, the parenting duty at a really high level. And Lindsay and I struggled early on with just, you know, having a cleaner come once a week and um, getting certain things in place that would give her more space and time and I think um, I think she realized um, after a while that it was okay to 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 uh, to take and carve out that time that you might need for yourself. And I think it was just her her saying, "Hey, I'm worthy of this," and it doesn't mean that I'm failing as a mom just because I take the time that I need for myself. 
And some people need different levels of support. Um, being a parent is not a easy thing for moms or for dads. And um, sometimes when you're in a situation where I'm at work and she's at home, then it's even harder on her because um, it's easy to fall into the sort of mindset that like, well, I handle the work stuff and you handle the home stuff. And then you start sort of living these separate lives. And, um, you know, I'm somebody who in business is, is okay with leverage. I hire people. I'm a leader. I own businesses. I'm okay with other people doing the work and surrounding myself with great people. But for Lindsay, outsourcing meant giving up a piece of her duties, her role, her identity as a mom. And I think that can be really difficult. And I think that moms and dads alike, if if you're staying at home with the kids, I think you just have to realize that it's really a team sport. You really have to find a team to do these things with. And that that could be at any income level, by the way, if you don't if you can't afford to bring in help and cleaners and things like that, which many families cannot, mm -hmm. then you have to find mommy groups and there's strength in numbers and it takes a village type of uh, uh, mentality where you've just got to find the people that you can get support from on the journey of parenting. And that's a tough thing to do. And um, I think everyone hates to admit that it's so hard because it's like an, it, it's an indictment on our children. Like we have bad kids because parenting is so hard. But even if you have perfect children, which none of us do, parenting is just really hard. So don't go it alone. Make sure you leverage the resources and, and things that you can in your life to make it easier. Totally. And look, you brought up a, a point that I think a lot of moms would love to hear that your worth as a mom is not dependent on, you know, you're there for every single need 24 seven and you can, you carry it all and therefore you're a good mom. And I think in a lot of the ways the society talks to women, they get that message. And so to have a spouse that supports you in knowing that to break that barrier yourself and that like trigger of guilt that you're taking the time is maybe that first step. And there's probably a lot of um, dads as well who, who carry that, I'm sure not near as much, but do you think that, okay, so I want to ask with, um, I put a bookmark in the older kids as you're, you know, when they're little, it's more like they're joining you in the morning routine. And I think a big tip for me has been allow them to see that you're going to continue with your morning routine, whether they're there or not, they're, they're welcome to join you. I just like that. Like it, it doesn't always turn out that beautifully and flowy. Sometimes it's like they're bugging you and whatever, but I think, it's like putting that space in your morning that they know, hey, this is what mom's doing. So it's like a little guardrail, like I can be railing against it and doing whatever I want to be doing, but she's gonna hold that or or dad's gonna hold that space for himself. So then as they move into older childhood, um, you have a little system and the acronym is CHARMS, right? Yep. And that's for... So say, what age do you think uh, kids can start to pick up on 
developing their own morning routine using your your system. Yeah, I mean, we use the acronym CHARMS right from the beginning. So even when Emmy was two years old, we said, you know, we talked about CHARMS and what those are. So CHARM stands for creativity, health, affirmations, reading, meditation, and service. And what we kind of realized after the fact is, you know, those are part of our family values. Those are things we value in the McCarthy household. So really every day when we were talking to them about, have you done your charms yet? You know, we'd ask them questions. Well, how are you creative today? What healthy habits are you forming? And that was reiterating our family values every single day. And, you know, as they moved and got older, we kind of shifted, like they don't always do their charms in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. Now the rule in our house is that you have to do charms before you can have any screen time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they do them right after school when they get home. And, you know, that's fine for us because they're still learning that these things are more important than being entertained or, you know, whatever else it is that I want to go do. Like I still have to fill myself up first. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, Mike, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say, I think it's an important point to make right now that the miracle morning is not about perfection. It's progress over perfection. And I think so many people get wrapped up in like trying to do it the perfect way, which is get up an hour before you need to get up, which for some people on some mornings might be unrealistic. Like if you have a a 5 a.m. work start time, you know, getting up at 3.30 might not be the healthiest thing for your body, for your soul, for, for you to have the energy that you need to have. And so I think finding the miracle morning practice that works for you is some of the best advice that we could ever give as miracle morning practitioners and leaders in that book series is make sure you develop the miracle morning practice that you can stick to even if that means doing it in the afternoon or making it only 10 minutes long in the morning or you know doing it at lunchtime because you have a lunch break but the 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 point of it is to carve out that time every single day and I think if you can make sure they tie to daily, your daily habits tie to some of your core values, then you really start to get into something that can be a meaningful anchor for your your family in defining who you are and what's important to you. Yeah, that's a great clarification. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, and we have a few episodes on this process that I'll, I will link, but so the Miracle Morning acronym and the process you move through is silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is like journaling or writing. And to your point, all of those things, I mean, you know, your silence, affirmation, visualization could be on your 15 minute train ride into work, or maybe you'd go to a jujitsu class at night and that's your exercise. And you're just gonna, you know, do a few down dogs in the morning to like wake your body up or or whatever it is, I love that you're saying it's, yeah, it's not a perfection and then you're all mad if you don't get to every single thing and your kids wake up and then it like starts your day off frustrated in the morning. That's not helpful. So I love what you're saying. Adapt to your family and with 
as you're incorporating this with your kids, you know kids, and most kids don't respond to, okay, now we're doing charms, and this is exactly what you have to do every morning. So I think that's a really beautiful message that every family, I mean, honestly, you could come up with your own acronym, like think through what are our values for our family. Um, I would love for you to go through a normal day um, and how your kids access each one of those pieces of the acronym. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think right now our our family, you know, for for the creativity, I think they're finding different ways throughout the day to be creative. So for our daughter, like behind us is her art studio, actually, is where we're, we're uh, doing this recording from. But so for her, that one comes pretty naturally. Um, health in the morning is something where we're expecting them to eat a good breakfast. So for us in Charms, health is about not only exercising, but eating good foods that will give your body energy and nutrition. Um, the kids for affirmations, they have a set of affirmations that they have been saying for many years um, that are basically tied to the alphabet. So for every letter of the alphabet, they have a word that they're aspiring to become more of. So It'll be like, I'm awesome, I am brave, I am creative, I am a discoverer, and they will go through the alphabet and they have their sort of alphabetic affirmations. They're probably getting a little too old for those. There's probably some better um, affirmations we could have them create. Um, but one of the things we do, do in each of these is we, you make it fun for them. You let them pick and choose what they want to do for those those areas because to your point they don't want to be told okay it's time to do anything let alone the charms so you have to make it as fun as possible and you have to um, work in as much optionality as you can too so that when they do their practice they have choices and there isn't a point where they're getting sort of bored with their practice because for kids it needs to be high variety and keep them interested. So in our book and in our playbook, we really outline ways for you to sit down and from a menu of options, decide this is going to be my miracle morning. And then you give that a try for a couple of days and see how it goes. And then you might tweak it a little bit and select different items from the menu until you really find what works for you. It could be that what works for you is to change it up every single day. Um, it could be that what works for you is to do the same thing every single day to really get the repetition and the, the muscle memory and have it uh, down. Um, but for our kids, you know, they're typically um, serving each other or someone in the house for their service. So charms ends with service, the S. Um, and then reading is, um, uh, something that they're doing a lot of right now for school already. So we're not having them necessarily go read something extra. Um, if they've done reading already for that day, then they get credit for that. And um, Ember, our daughter, usually has reading homework anyway. So she's needing to do that before she can uh, move on. And then for meditations, we try to find either guided meditations that are like three to five minutes long, um, or they'll just set an Alexa timer and they'll just be quiet and breathe um, for three to five minutes. And that's kind of what the, 
their meditation looks like. So I think I hit on all of them. Did I? Yeah. And also for reading, I drive them to school every morning. So we usually listen to an audio book on the way to school. So that's typically reading. (laughs) I think audio books are great. Like if you're having a kid who's not loving reading, I think it's like a nice segue kind of helps them get in there. So your first um, release of this book was what year? Uh, 2016. Yeah, five years ago, a little over five years ago. And since then, you've been working with families more on a one-on-one type, like, or like workshop basis. Yeah. And what are the, I would love to know what the, what's, what was the friction inside families that caused them to gravitate towards your book and your program? Like, what were you seeing? Were there repeated, like, oh my gosh, a lot of people are dealing with this inside their family. And this was a really good way to like pull them out of it. I mean, I think the number one thing that we've noticed with families across the board is that they don't really take the time to like come together as a, as a unit and really have the conversations that matter most. Um, I think they get caught up in life and they get busy and they're, they're doing this thing and that thing on the schedule. And they, they really, they really don't take the time to slow down and talk about goals or values or what's important. Um, and what each individual family member is, uh, working on or contributing in the family. There's not enough appreciation for one another. Uh, and you have to slow down sometimes to have those uh, direct conversations within a family where you do appreciate everyone in the family and you say something about each person and you say, I, I really am grateful for you for this. And you did this the other day and it's in line with our values. And thank you so much for doing that. And so I would say it's just boiled down to, you know, two simple words, intentional conversations. You know, how many of them are our families actually having. And, you know, the sad truth of it is, is our work with hundreds of families has taught us that uh, all you have to do to create magic in a family event is have them sit down and have an important conversation. And they'll think it's amazing because they wouldn't otherwise take that time to do it. And one of the challenges that you face in doing it at home is someone has to step up and be the leader and say, hey, guys, I think we should all have a meeting on Saturday. Usually that's not a very popular idea for a Saturday. Like go to a water park. That sounds awesome. You know, go for an adventure and and go kayak or do something. That sounds fun. Sit down and have a a meeting where you talk about our goals and our our values and where we're thriving and where we're, we need to work better together as a family. It's not really that popular uh, of a, of an activity, but I would argue it's the most important thing that a family could be doing um, week after week. Um, Yes. Go have fun and have adventures and play together and do those things, but talk about them, talk about what you appreciated about them plan them together. So there's anticipation for what's coming. 
um, and involve the children, you know, in those intentional conversations. I think the families that do have intentional conversations already oftentimes have them without their children. So they have intentional conversations as parents, but they don't include the children in the conversation. And they think, well, they're too young. I would argue that that a child is never too young to be sat in the room and be asked their opinion, even if they can't talk and they can't give you an answer. It, the sooner they can be around intentional conversations and someone can ask them their opinion and, and the child is taking that in, whether they can express it or not, just having them around that environment of meaningful, intentional conversation, I think does a lot for that child's development and growth. And then eventually, when they do grow old enough to be a part of those conversations, then it's second nature to them. And they can, they can be invited into those conversations and they can actually give input. And I think parents have to be willing to also then listen to their children and hear their input. And I think that's another piece of this intentional um, conversations is inviting the children in, but letting them know that their voice matters and that they actually can decide some, sometimes what direction the family is going to go. They could have input into a value or a goal that the family is going to aspire to achieve. So I really think it boils down to intentional conversations. That's the thing that most families, I think, uh, are either struggling with or don't even know they're struggling with because they don't have them. And so they don't realize what, what could be created from having those. Yeah. And I mean, two things you're saying are, are big points we emphasize here, just slowing down. I think that one key for any family it's like taking a breath and like, why are, why are we in all these activities? And you might still choose to do them, but it's just coming together and questioning. And then also the mutual respect. I think that's, I mean, even a toddler has more motivation to listen to you when they feel heard. And I, I think that's what, is what you're saying is as your kids grow and they're coming into them like their own like person if we've always respected their opinion, I think there's just more of a chance of that respect to be returned. So tell me, I don't, uh, you know, we'll link the, the updated version of the book as well as the playbook. I have not gone through the playbook and I'm really curious for you to tell me maybe even, you know, a rough kind of outline or process that the playbook will take families through. I know um, that from previous conversation that it it is a little bit structured like an operating manual, maybe slightly as you would for like a like leadership within business. And I think thinking of your family in that way as this, you know, every business has a mission statement and they have these values that they're heading towards. And I think sometimes as a family, it's like just teach take each day as it comes, like chickens with their heads cut off, running everywhere. And I love the idea of like, no, let's take a second, like stop, drop, create a plan, <laughs> and then move forward. I love that idea. And I'm wondering if you can tell me, like, how does the playbook take a family through that process just roughly? 
Yeah. So in the playbook, there are seven different exercises and it actually starts with a bedtime ritual because we kind of believe, you know, a great miracle morning starts the night before. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of the first thing you want to do is set up a bedtime ritual. The next one is setting up your own miracle morning, which Mike kind of alluded to. It's kind of creating this menu of options that your kids can choose from. So every morning they're not like, I don't know what to do for creativity. It's like, well, let's look at your list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we also have a, a an exercise to create your unique family values, which in my opinion is the best exercise in the book. And it kind of, it's not like any other values exercise I've done before. Like a lot of them you kind of just choose words randomly this one is based on where we've been our best in the past. And then you pull from those stories to create your uh, unique family values. Uh, We also have a star system. We call it, it's kind of our family's currency. So every day the kids have this little balance sheet that they go through and they check off all the things that they've done, which they've helped create. And then they can spend those stars on like screen time. They could trade them in for money. So it's kind of replaced allowance in our house. And it also is a positive reinforcement tool for the things we want them to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have an exercise to create a screen time contract. So as your kids get a little older and they're, you know, that's all they want to do is be on their screens. We've created some rules with the kids around their their screens Uh, oh yeah and the last one is uh family meetings so you know once you've kind of created all those other things to kind of keep them fresh and and going you might want to have a family meeting once a month once a week we try to do it weekly but it doesn't always happen (laughs) and again that you create that meeting with the kids, with the whole family. So you talk about what do you, what should we be talking about every week? And for us, we kind of focus on gratitude, the schedule for the week. We go over our high point moments from the last time we had the meeting. So we don't forget about all the fun things we've done as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go over our goals. Oh, and family goals is, is another one that I didn't mention. What, can you tell me, um, for people who are like family goals, I don't know what that means. Can you tell me what that might look like? Those family goals, like some examples. Yeah. So we've kind of created a few categories and then we have the kids, we work together to create a family goal. So for under healthy habits, our goal is to do our miracle morning every day. And I think it's family exercise once a week. 40 times a year. 40 times a year. Oh, cool. So you're basically yeah, yeah. D- defining the, the areas of life that matter most to you as a family. And we happen to use the pillars of a mastermind group that I co- helped co-found called GoBundance. We just happen to adapt those for families. And the family events that we were talking about running were actually for that mastermind group. So we would run family events for that that mastermind group. But we took the pillars um, of that group, which really are the pillars of our life because we created this uh, group. 
And we set our goals as a family within each of those pillars. We have three to five goals that we set, but we also have individual goals within our family. So the individual goals, uh, we, uh, each of the kids are always working on one big goal that is hard and one big goal that is fun. And so they always have two things that they're focused on. Um, and the, 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 the challenging goal could also be fun. Um, and the fun goal might be challenging, but the difference is just like, uh, one might be something like reading that they have to do for school or for, um, for another reason. And then the other one is one more that they get to pick. It's a passion of theirs that they get to go and pursue. Um, and so we try to talk about those goals in our family meeting, but we also talk about breaking it down to, okay, well, what can you do next week that will bring you closer to those big goals that you've set um, as an individual? And then that way, the whole family is sort of supporting each other in achieving their goals. So what would you say to people who are listening and they're like pumped up and then they start to feel like, okay, Lindsay, Mike, I'm loving this, but it sounds like adding more onto my family that already has too much. Like what words of encouragement would you give someone kind of in that starting stage? Yeah. I would just say start small and do one piece at a time. Like we've been doing this for over five years and we've just published the playbook. And because... we're still not perfect. So <laughs> yeah. we, we, you know, we we're lucky if we do about 75% of what we teach because life happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can let yourself off the hook a little bit and know, like you don't have to be perfect at it and, just because you have a weekly meeting that only happens once a month isn't a big deal because meeting once a month is better than not at all. And I think, you know, that's the the piece of it. Um, but you were saying incrementally Im- implement it. So pick one, one thing you can go to miraclemorning.com slash PF playbook, which stands for parents and family playbook. So miraclemorning.com slash PF playbook, and you can download two free exercises from the playbook um, by going to that link. And so I would just start with a couple of easy, um, easier ones um, and do those and play with them for a week or two and then add one to it, have it stacked. So get used to doing one and then try another and, and build over time. It might take you a year to implement the entire playbook. Um, and that's okay. I think whatever pace you go at is great. Yeah, I think, sorry, Lindsay. I, I was just agreeing with him. And, you know, I think your kids are still growing too. So if your kids are really little, like the star system might, they might not quite be ready for it. Um, you know, that's a little bit more advanced. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think that's a, a, beautiful place to bring it around that we can offer ourselves grace and what we were saying at the beginning like let yourself like realize that you have needs and that's what this system can support you in it's not like one more thing to take on as a parent that you have to do it's 
we are creating this system that also allows for for my needs to be met so that you know i'm serving with that full bucket as you were saying um so we ask this to all of our guests um so i'm gonna just put you on the spot what is one thing right now for both of you that's bringing a little extra magic into your life it could be a habit a book or something fun um well let's see next week i or at the end of this week i get to go snowboarding for the last week of the year so oh, snowboarding is uh copper mountain um colorado colorado with my with my son and uh that's one of my happy places one of my magic places is snowboarding so and there's no snowboarding in texas no but there is wake surfing which i did yesterday and we'll do oh. again today so there's uh in water is my happy place and i'm in utah so we should switch yeah well, <laughs> the water was quite cold so i don't know if you're ready for it yet if you're a, if you're a, if you're a beach and sun kind of girl then you might want to wait another month or two and then and then i'm like a happy that it's 50 degrees that's warm to me so i might be able to oh, hang yeah. in that yeah, I think you can. <laughs> okay Lindsay, what's yours i was gonna say because it's spring here spring has sprung and the i love gardening so i'm getting all my little seeds ready and that just makes me happy <laughs> oh i'm the same it is also just starting spring here and we actually did a whole episode dedicated to spring it's magical so i second that all right well thanks for taking the time i think this will help a lot of families and we'll make sure to link all the things that you talked about is there anything else you want to leave with our audience before we go no just take care of your families and cherish these moments like you know a lot of the exercises and things we talked about will really help you to get to know your children and spend the quality time with them that they really need doing the things that matter most and doing it most efficiently too. Cause you know, it can be done, um, in an hour, hour a day really. So, um, and I think ultimately the way that we heal the planet in our society, which I think is divided right now, it really starts with our families. So take care of your families. Y'all put the, put the time and energy you do, into work and your career, put that kind of energy into your family and see what happens. And I, I agree. think the overwhelm thing too, like it seems overwhelming at first, but if you take it one step at a time, like eventually it becomes a lot easier because you've laid the groundwork and now the kids know the expectations and they understand what's coming and life actually becomes easier in the long run. It's hard to lay the groundwork, but once the groundwork's down, you know, you have a much easier runway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell, yeah, and I can tell just with both of your energies that there's, like you have confidence and peace and there's like a wisdom about what you want for your family. And I think that's what people can get out of this process. So thank you for sharing it with the world and thank you for talking with us today. Yeah, yeah. thank Thanks you. For having Thanks us. for having us. Mm -hmm.
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you are looking for a great gift for yourself or somebody that you care about, consider getting them a Find the Magic journal. It is a journal that each of us use daily that helps us with questions in the morning that it asks you and that you do a little bit of journaling to help you focus on what's important for the day and really make steps each day towards your goals. And then it also has a section to plan out your day so that things don't slip away from you. And there's even a section for you to reflect at the end of the day. And I found that as I've used it, it's been so powerful for me in really living my life in an intentional way. So if you'd like a journal, just go to findthemagic.co and click on the top link that says FTM journal. So again, that's findthemagic.co and just click on FTM journal. Thanks so much. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>